Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! And so that's normally where Lock Dust Monster Family hangs out. That's where you can see them. Gotcha. Welcome, everyone, to the After Buzz TV show. After Buzz, After Buzz, After Show, After Buzz, After Show. There we go. UFC on Fox as we cover last night's events. And I thought my intro was I totally wonky. messed that up. We're going to try it again. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the After Buzz TV network while we cover the UFC on Fox After Show. That was a lot better. There you go. Yes. As yes. we recap last night's great, fantastic, tr- tremendous, in my opinion. Yeah? And eh, not so much. Uh, <laughs> And not so much, um, but it, it was still it was still very much so an important night of fights. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw a lot of fights that kind of uh, can go either way in a lot of respective divisions, and uh, we are here to talk about it today. Shakes things up a little bit. There were some uh, a few upsets that uh, worth talking about. Well, I agree. Not upsets for two people at least. Yeah, we're gonna right. t- we're gonna talk about it today. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about, it, everybody wanted to know who was gonna talk about it. Well, you, am, you first, Laura. I am Lethal Laura. You can uh, find me at Instagram. Lethal Laura with one L in the middle. JTan716, as usual, all over the place, and we still are LL Cool J. And I'm George Hermosa, and I'm three tweets away from 1,000 tweets. Three. So feel free to follow me on Twitter to know what that thousand tweet, thousand, I can't even talk today, thousand, it was a taco I had earlier today. Can I make a prediction as to what it'll be? Sure. Who the hell is that? What? It'll, it'll probably be, this is my thousandth tweet. <laughs> I It'll probably so. be two tweets from now that that'll be the one, yeah. Yeah, 997. <laughs> Should be my 999 tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. But uh, follow, Real- me on, follow me on Twitter to know what my thousandth tweet is going to be. Shout out in the chat room here, Brandon James Clifford, and of course our main man, Joe Boza. Brandon James Clifford says, don't care. So uh, I don't know if that's on our show or the, uh, the event itself, but... Uh, Whatever. Joe Boza makes a point here. Fighters were happy that Sage lost because at UFC Fight Night 80, he was paid four times more than everybody else. Yeah, he is getting uh, – he's got a good contract. He comes in at uh, 40000 I think it's 40 and 40, I believe. Yeah, it's 40 and 40. Yeah, for 19 years old. 19 years old, I was a stock boy at uh, – I was a grocery boy. I was – Still pushing uh, pushing carts with Frank Trigg, UFC Hall of Famer. Thank you very much. Shout out to Wegmans Pittsburgh. Except for the fact that they haven't recognized Frank Trigg as a UFC Hall of Famer. Wegmans, you're slacking. Not yet, at least. Yeah, they Not haven't. Yet. Not yet. I've I've been tweeting and bugging them about that. <laughs> like, that's the most famous person to come out of your grocery stores, guys. Just saying. Guaranteed. All right, I'm done. All righty. We're going to cover last night's awesome UFC Fox 18, Ryan Bader versus Anthony Rumble Johnson. I guess it's not fair to not nickname Ryan Bader. Ryan Darth Bader 
versus Anthony Rumble Johnson. If I'm going to nickname them, I'm going to nickname both of them. <laughs> Unfair to, you know, if I only nickname one of them when they both have a nickname. Well, maybe um, that's the spoils of victory. Yeah, maybe. just Rumble something. keeps his nickname. You, you keep saying Rumble's nickname and Ryan Bader is simply Ryan Bader. That's true. Darth just sounds not, not as – I know, think it's cool. Darth? Yeah, I've always been on board the Darth Bader thing. No, I agree. I think, But I think it's better when it's Darth Bader. Right. As opposed to just Rumble. Just Rumble just kind of – Rumble it's Johnson. On its, on its own. Like, but on its own, Rumble just has a little like, more – you know who you're talking about. Yeah. Like Rampage. Rampage yeah. Jackson, exactly. Rumble Johnson. I think they both go together. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Bacon's up in here too. What up, Johnny? Was it Prudential last night? Great venue. No kidding. Dude, the talk Prudential to us some better. more about it. Spit, uh, spit some more. Tell us about the live mm-hmm. uh, live event. Huh? Newark, New Jersey. And, and I like the fact that uh, the main event for this fight wasn't really barred an injury. It was announced mm-hmm. months ago and it stayed the main event. Yep. Wish I can say the same about the next uh, UFC event, but uh, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we? get to that eventually. But uh, <laughs> yeah, main event headliner, five rounds. Obviously, it didn't go five rounds. I mean, no. Nope. Did, did you guys think it was going to go five rounds at all? No, no. I, uh, um, I, I thought Johnson had it. Uh, I, I hate to say had it in the bag, but I was pretty confident that Johnson would would come away with it. Um, what about you, Laura? I thought that maybe Bader was like actually kind of hoping to get him in deeper waters, but you know. Yeah. He's very dangerous in the first, in the first and second round. So, can you get past that first round? It's tough to it's tough to clinch up to get close the distance and and get you know get Johnson get control of his of his body. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. And then he's you know he pushes away and keeps the distance and you know those those big two ham hocks of his. I mean, number two, arms. number two, Anthony Johnson versus number four, Ryan Bader. Is it fair to say that this is? Or it should be, or I don't know if officially it was, a number one contender's fight. Should, um, should the winner of this fight, obviously it being Rumble Johnson, should he get the next shot at the light heavyweight title? Mm-hmm. After after Jones Cormier? Because I guess they just kept unofficially announcing it. Yeah, word is leaking out. I, I think, you know, it's – to answer that question, you got to take a step back and, and the John Jones factor. Mm-hmm. Where is he in terms of preparation? Um, there was the plan to run a UFC show at Madison Square Garden in April. Obviously, that's not happening. And this news of of the the show falling out and Jones being ready or not, and you know, in in a few days from now, we'll probably get uh, some kind of announcement about Jones um, and Daniel Cormier being in, Jones getting the next shot, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so you know that wherever Jones is, whatever the UFC and John Jones team knows um, about where he's at in terms of preparation, that's the X factor that will play into whether uh, AJ or, or Ryan Bader prior to last and night who's to say get that, it. You know? Who's to say that John Jones hasn't been preparing for it? Because as we all know, oh, I'm sure right has. before you know everything happened, he moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So he didn't go from – I guess he lived on uh, in New Jersey previously or New York. Jones? Yeah. Upstate New York. Yeah, upstate New York. Would travel to Albuquerque, New Jersey – or in Albuquerque, New Mexico just to train – but now mm-hmm. he lives in Albuquerque. So again, like we said, who's to say he hasn't been training? So maybe the fight might come a little bit sooner than we all think. Maybe not next month, but maybe like May or June or maybe even – I UFC think he has it. been training. I think that's been the goal. I mean there's – people have been talking about that on the mm-hmm. internet. They think I mean he's UFCs. definitely getting ready. you seen those Instagrams? Yeah, he's yeah. There's that pumped. too. He's just – Dude is getting yoked out, right? Now, I know you're not a big fan of Conor McGregor, Laura, but are you a fan of John Bones Jones? I am. Um, I think he's very, very creative. But every time he steps into the cage, um, he's able to mix it up. He's he's just able to 
kind of surprised me in certain ways how he moves and he, mm. and you know just how he defeats people mm-hmm. and who he has defeated. Yeah, so. he comes up with all kinds of unorthodox moves and and just seem does it so seamlessly and and naturally. You know, he's in there playing around and uh, um, I'm sure he's trained it, not you know not improvising on, on the Definitely. fly, but uh, the fact that it comes so natural to him. You can't deny I'm the talent. I'm very jealous of that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. This fighter, like, I wish I could move like that, but right. There's just something that kind of kind of well, just you ain't comes got them natural. Legs. What is he? He's like yeah, six five, six four. He's... Yeah, I'm not that big, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, going back to the fights from last night, mm-hmm. were you guys surprised at in any way how it how the fight ended up turning up? Of course, Anthony Rumble Johnson beating Bader, pretty. I guess you can say quickly in some ways. Yeah, quickly. What was uh, what was the time on that one? Officially, the time was one twenty six in the first. Mm-hmm. Should we run down the uh, at least run, run down the results here real quickly? If you want to, we're, we're, <laughs> I mean, we were going to get to it eventually. <laughs> okay, I, I figure it's a good tipping off point here. Uh, main event, of course, uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson defeating Ryan Darth Bader. Mm-hmm. By KO, I would and have actually knocking him out when he was yeah on yeah he was head. out he was out completely. I would have called it a TKO, but it was uh, ruled a KO uh, at one twenty six in the co-main. Ben Rothwell defeating Josh Barnett, another surprise That's there was an upset. Yeah, yeah, submission uh, something he was calling the go go choke at uh, in the second round. The bantamweight Jimmy Rivera, I believe, well, not making his. Maybe making his local UFC debut, uh, defeating Yuri Alcantara by decision, unanimous decision. Uh, Brian Barberina, here's the other upset. Brian Barberina, uh, welterweight, defeating Sage Northcutt. This was, uh, Brian was a last minute replacement, uh, jumping up, uh, well, Sage jumped up to 170, uh, defeating him by, uh, arm triangle choke. We're gonna from, talk about that one. Yeah, so, from, from we'll, half guard. We'll talk about that one. By submission in the second round. Uh, on the undercard there, Tarek Safadine defeating Jake Ellenberger by decision. Diego, uh, Carlos Diego Ferreira defeating Olivier Obama Mercier also by decision. Rafael Natal defeating Kevin Casey at TKO. Wilson Heiss over Dustin Ortiz by decision. Alexander Yakalev over George Sullivan by KO. Bruce Leroy, Alex Ciceris going, uh, going the distance with Masio Fullen having a, a really good uh, showing their unanimous decision. Talk about another guy that kind of just smile on his face, having fun in there, you know, yes, just all three rounds moving totally naturally. Uh, fight past prelims, Randy Brown defeating Matt Dwyer by decision. Rare majority draw, guys. Damon Jackson and Levon Makashvili going to draw there. Uh, and Tony Martin, uh, Felipe Olivi- Olivieri, I believe. Uh, tech submission. Uh, rear Naked Choke, that was the opener of the entire show. So, that happened. Yeah, now let's, let's talk, let's, let's pick up where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, uh, obviously Bader with a strong wrestling background, yeah. probably trying to go a little too, you know, too soon for the takedown. A very, mm, I don't want to say surprising, but you can't take down a fully energetic Rumble mm-hmm. Johnson, as maybe Bader thought that was going to be the game plan. I mean, I was kind of not surprised that he did for that, but just that he was just so sticking to it. And it turned out maybe to be a bigger mistake than he thought. What did you guys think? Um, I definitely should have 
kind of tired him a little bit more uh-huh. than, you know, just, what, 10 seconds into the round and you just shoot in for yeah. a single? Because going back to Rumble's previous uh, opponent before uh, Jimmy Manoa is uh, Daniel Cormier, who obviously has got a strong wrestling background. I don't recall him really trying to take him down immediately like like Bader did. Because, you know, you kind of you have to know Rumble's strengths. Yes. And that guy is just too strong to just take down within the first 10 seconds. True, but the counter-argument to that would be to try and catch him off guard mm-hmm. and to do something that he's not expecting. Did you see? Did you think Bader did that? Um, I think he tried to, okay. yeah, in, in shooting for the takedown. Um, I agree with you. It was a little mm-hmm. bit – I think there was something missing in that strategy, if that was the strategy. Yeah. Uh, there was something missing in trying to kind of catch him off guard because, yeah, you've got a fully energized guy, you know, going there. Um, I don't know that you try and drag him into deep water. I mean, how do you, how do you do that other than strike with him? But then uh-huh. you're putting yourself in in a difficult position, having to uh, having to survive those three rounds or so, two three rounds, I striking think, with a guy. I think probably Bader was trying to trying to do what Cormier did to mm-hmm. um, to him, which is kind of grind him out, mm-hmm. um, get him tired. Yeah, you know, and that's how he kind of faded towards the end with yeah. uh, Cormier. So yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of a different strategy too, because the last two fighters that Bader has fought were, were pretty much phenomenal wrestlers, uh, Phil Davis and Rashad Evans. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe it was maybe a little bit of the preparation. Maybe it was his camp. Maybe he, like you said, trying to take him off guard. But again, like you can't do that to a fully energetic Anthony Johnson. Anthony yeah. Johnson, um, to the point where you can clearly hear Joe Rogan saying, "Well, that was a mistake." Or if if Rumble is able to get this, or Bader, he's got to get the hold on to the arm. Got, oh my God, hold on to the arm. Oh no, he got it. And then pretty much it was all done yeah. for for Ryan Bader. Yeah, Bader tried to hold on to a to a. Um, Trying to get Kimura. any kind of positioning, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, try to, you try to hold on to a Kamara, uh-huh. but um, Johnson ended up mounting him, and that was the end of that. Yeah. Bader, you know, looking back at his – you mentioned Phil Davis and uh, uh, Rashad Evans. Rashad was coming off a long hiatus, yeah. you know, and I think that whether it's, you know, ring rust or um, or, or that he just wasn't, uh, wasn't quite fully back yet, whatever you want to call it, that's, that's a different scenario than Anthony Johnson, you know. Um, Phil Davis as well. Phil Phil was defeated very um, very easily by Rashad Evans prior to I don't know how long ago, but prior mm-hmm. to the, the Bader fight. Ago. Yeah, so um, those were uh, you know they were not in as as high ranked, and I don't think they were quite as uh, as strong as AJ is as, as Johnson is right now in his position at his point in his career. So there's that. Uh, John Platt has joined the chat room as well. Uh, Johnny Bacon saying that the Rivera fight was great. I guess that was uh, just real quickly. Uh, to me, I had a hard time honestly trying to figure out what was fight of the night. Uh, this one, Rivera and um, it was Alcantara did end up getting the uh, fight of the night bonus. Um, but it didn't – it was a good fight. Nothing really stood out to me too much is, is what I would – you know, what I qualify as a uh, fight of the night. But, uh, you know – Props to Rivera. Certainly, it was it was his night in in his uh, hometown or having the hometown advantage. Uh, had the crowd going wild. Definitely an up and coming fighter. It's a guy for us to watch for then, maybe Jimmy Rivera. And actually, that row. that fight, I was actually looking forward to it because um, of how UFC kind of set it up with the yeah. um, on the road to the octagon. And oh yeah, I was I was kind of excited for you know. For what that. did they uh, do? I didn't see the episode. They were just doing like kind of like a like a twenty four seven type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they were just following the fighters, kind of preparing uh, for the for the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was cool to see and actually showed the little background of Rivera and Alcantara, mm-hmm. um, how they were preparing. 
And um, I was actually rooting for Rivera, so. Yeah. Yeah. Was there something that stood out in particular in his um, story? He was just very humble. He was actually, that was his hometown, right? New Jersey. He was the hometown boy. I'm not, not too quite far, sure not too far how far, from far from New York. From yeah. New Jersey. From Ramsey, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's from New Jersey, yeah. Definitely the hometown crowd was yeah. uh, rooting him on. They were booing him. I kept waiting for, uh, Jimmy's gonna kill you. Jimmy's gonna kill you. One of those chants. Maybe if it was a wrestling crowd. Who knows? Um <laughs> So now that, you know, Anthony Johnson wins, mm-hmm. John Jones Cormier is on the horizon at some point. Um, Johnson is willing to wait. I mean, obviously, so I think he's earned it. Mm-hmm. He's only had one fight, oh, one loss in maybe like three, four years. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it's the right decision for him? Well, I mean, he's open to, uh, he's open to fights. He said in the post-fight interview, yeah, he is willing, he wants to wait, he wants the title shot, but, um, anything can happen, you know, in terms of obviously an injury or, uh, if the right match comes along, um, you know, it sounded like he'd be uh, potentially open to it. Now, from a promoter standpoint, what fight would you rather see most? John Jones or Daniel Cormier versus Anthony Johnson? Ooh. I would love to see John Jones and Johnson. Jones, oh, Jones Johnson, you think? Yeah. Well, you, you can't do that because since Cormier has the belt. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> you can't do but that. I'm you know what? Give me this, Daniel. I'm automatically <laughs> kind of taking away the belt from him, so. <laughs> Just, just by default. You know what? John Jones we don't like you, Daniel. No, we're <laughs> going to take this. John, come over here. AJ, come over here. Okay, now you guys are going to fight. No, it doesn't work that way, L. But. You know this. But I'm um, kind of like seeing the future right now. Right, right. So, assuming you're assuming John Jones beats Cormier and goes on to face Rumble Johnson. Yes. Jo- yeah, Jones, Cormier, uh, and AJ beats, or AJ faces whoever is uh, mm-hmm. the victor of that one. Um, and it's. Uh, I'm a little bit uh, disappointed that so many people get, make it uh, make it just a, f- a foregone conclusion that Jones beats Cormier. I know the evidence is there uh, in their previous match; it was a done no brainer. Um, but uh, you know, I like to think that I mean, it, of the fighters that we know uh, are, are willing to to work hard and to change up their game and to grow, that have a value of you know growing as as fighters. Daniel Cormier, I think, is is right in the center of that pool of people. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm anxious to see what what Daniel Cormier brings to the table in the rematch. Mm-hmm. You know how things change because obviously the previous strategy didn't work. So now, how do you uh, how do you change things up? Now, would you rather see Cormier versus Rumble or John Jones versus Rumble? Oh, uh, Jones Jones Cormier, absolutely. Jones Rumble. No, Jones Cormier. No, no, no I, I'm, I'm saying assuming John Jones Cormier is the next fight and Rumble gets the winner of that one, what would you rather see Rumble face? You mean Jones uh, or so a, a rubber match versus Jones uh, Jones uh, Rumble? A r- rubber oh, match? Gosh, these names. What? If Jones wins the title, what are you asking me? I'm asking, assuming now that Anthony Johnson is the number one contender, yes. who would you rather see him face as opposed to uh, Jones or Cormier? If, what does it matter? Because Jones Cormier is going to happen. Yeah. So who's who do you want to see the winner of that face Rumble? Okay. Who do I want to win in Jones Cormier? Who do you want to see Rumble face? As far as I want to see him the face title. the winner of Jones Cormier. Who you think it's going to be? Or no, no, I'm saying. <laughs> okay. There you, we go. Who That's you the question you're who asking. Who would you rather it be? I would like. Would you as a promoter? Because I said as a promoter. Okay, as a promoter, would you rather see the fight we already saw, or would you rather see the fight that we almost saw? <sighs> as a promoter. Jones, mm-hmm. because of the proven track record. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because that fight Personally, was close. Personally, as, as a fan... That fight was like a month away from happening, of course. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, all the other things happened. As a fan, though, I'd like to see Cormier come out of this one. Also, I mean, not from a... Not necessarily Assuming from, that they don't fight again for the third time if Cormier wins. Well, if Cormier wins, then I was just going to say that. Yeah, then you have the seeds for a rubber match, yeah. a third one, mm-hmm. you know. Do you do that right away? No, not necessarily so, unless there's... Uh, unless there's controversy or it's super razor thin close, but as we've talked about, I'm not a big fan, you know, of the of the rematches if you don't need to mm-hmm. bottleneck's a thing, and I think that uh, especially now um, with fewer dates, you got to keep things moving, you got to keep the title match moving. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into um, this thing where the UFC is, re- you know, match two, uh, two the rematch, three the final chapter, mm-hmm. because quite frankly, on top of that. Um, you're seeing the same people over and over again, but you're not giving a chance for other people yeah. to grow. Mm-hmm. You and that's the imp- same faces. Yeah, yeah, and that's an important thing. It was kind of like that a few weeks ago in the lightweight division. You had Frankie Edgar versus BJ Penn twice. Then after that, you mm-hmm. had Frankie Edgar versus Benson Henderson twice. And it yeah. was like, dude, the lightweight division has been like rematch after rematch after rematch. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and we don't, I mean, it, it was fun, but we don't, we don't really want to see that in every division either. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, yeah I, kinda, I do agree with at least those. Ways. I mean, those were good matches, but yeah, you don't, you generally don't want to do that if you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. In my personal opinion, uh, Joe Boza and Johnny Bacon are going off here, man. What are we talking about here? Um, Let's talk about the whole UFC 200 thing. I just have a quick question. Yeah, because that whole schedule was out. So that way, UFC 200 fell on mm-hmm. the July weekend. I was thinking about that. On so the now way that over. they push it back, now that they moved or not moved, but renamed 196 to 197, and you right. know, vice versa. How does that do? Are they going to add on another event at some point? So it kind of I think you do balances that. out. I think, and I think what it is, if I'm look, we're looking at the schedule right now. Uh, let's see. And especially with pay-per-views, do they already have their pay-per-view kind well, of schedule out for the rest of the year? Do they have to I, I make don't a new know. Deal? I'm, I'm sure they had it planned, yeah. um, but it's always subject to change, obviously. Yes, 196 is March 5th. Uh, Dos Anjos and McGregor, that's obviously Which a was huge one. Because next week was supposed to be 196. That, Doesn't matter anymore. Now it's 196. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got, so that's March. So you've got, um, what do you got? What April comes would be April, 197. April, May, June, right? And you got to land on 200 for July. Yeah. So what is it now? So April... Uh, 196. No, 196 is in March. April is 97. 98, uh, April, May. 98 is May. 99 would be one in June. Yeah. Right? But I'm saying like they already kind of incorporated that. Do they have to make a new pay-per-view deal? Or, I mean, it's been a while since we've seen a What do you mean they've a incorporated numbered, um I mean, on the schedule here, they don't have anything listed. They've yeah. got a bunch of fight nights, and then the next. I'm assuming they're going to add like a pay per view somewhere. There's so. n- oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure ninety six one ninety six in March, and then March the next pay per view listed literally is two hundred. So you can easily do month month month, uh-huh. and then June. Here's what I'm thinking: um, you do a June pay per view outside of the country. That way, it's hopefully it's a title match or it's something mm-hmm. good like Anderson Silva and Bisping, you mm-hmm. know, something of that caliber that London's soon going to see. Um, but then you can you kind of give the U.S. market a chance to to chill right before the big one in July. You can still fit it in, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe it's an Australia show, kind of like an Australia show where you bring the stars there. You're, you're satiating the local market. That maybe hasn't seen the UFC in a while or ever, possibly. Um, and, and you give it a title match. I, I don't know who exactly. Uh, you know what would be a, a possibility. I haven't done that math yet. 
Um, but you can fit pay-per-views quite easily and I think you want to do – before the big one in Vegas, 200, uh-huh. you do want to uh, – you want to give give the North American market a rest quite uh-huh. frankly and you, you do a pay-per-view with a single title match somewhere overseas. What do you think, Laura? Makes sense? Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really with those – you know, I just watch them. Well, we got to talk about these fights here, man. We've been uh, we got the heavyweight title fight, not a heavyweight title fight. A heavyweight title fight that got canceled next week, but uh, <laughs> uh, very much a heavyweight title contendership fight. Josh Barnett versus Ben Rothwell. That was One a, of, to me, it was kind of a shocking result. Not not in t- in terms of who won, but how he won. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Barnett was going to tap. Yeah, he's not a tapper. Nobody thought that was going to happen. Yeah. I've seen him dance. He's not a tapper. <laughs> I mean, a very different, uh, maybe Barnett. I've seen him more aggressive before. Mm-hmm. One of the best heavyweight grapplers of all time. Definitely a different. Only I don't got know to tap out a, Dean Lister. Yeah. Every, every different game plan. I don't know what you guys thought. I'm kind of curious what you guys thought about this whole fight. But yeah, definitely not the Barnett I'm used to seeing in the past few years. What do you guys think? He was uh, definitely striking more. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. you know, and he was he was actually being a little bit more aggressive. He actually looked a little bit more fit than he's mm-hmm. he's looked um in the past. But I mean he looked good. I, I don't you know, just to have him tap out like that, like it was yeah. just hard to see. Kudos uh, to bon, Ben Rothwell though. That guy's been on a legit tear yeah. mm-hmm. the past few years. I did gave... dance though. I wanted to see him dance. Yeah that was although there is video of it. He did it in the uh pre fight oh, really? workout. Yeah. There's, of course, the Barnett uh, Pearl Harbor job pro rest, impromptu wrestling match. Um, that was kind of cool. It was cool, but I think he knows that guy because he had a Reebok jersey on, <laughs> a Reebok shirt. I think there's something fishy going on there. <laughs> you think it's fake? I don't know about that. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he attacked him. Josh didn't see it coming, you know, but that Reebok thing, there may have been some kind of setup. Um, but anyway, of course, there's uh, also um, Ben, your, your boy, Big Ben, doing mm-hmm. uh, doing some dancing. That video is, I think I saw it on uh, MMA Fighting. So what check was, that what out. What was he dancing to? It, it was his weirdo, goofy dance oh. that uh, that he did in the Overeem thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. George, do it. I was, I was waiting for Ben Rothwell to do it. <laughs> well, all right. But you know what? This is all the more reason for you guys to go on YouTube and watch this as opposed to uh, downloading us on iTunes. All right. All right what is he going to do? <laughs> for people on iTunes, it's literally Jay dancing. No joke. He's literally dancing. And you can, there's YouTube video. You can go back and watch a YouTube video um, to see the video proof. With an added Ben Rothwell. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but I, I thought quite the opposite, Laura, in terms of being a, uh, Barnett being aggressive. I thought he wasn't aggressive. I, yeah. I thought it was kind of a lot of feeling each other out. I, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, then Ben Rothwell happened to catch him in the go-go choke, I guess he called it. Um, in, so in the first round, I, I ended up giving that one to, to Ben. Um, Josh was coming alive more towards the end. It mm-hmm. did feel a bit apprehensive, but it was a striking match, which we haven't seen uh, the likes of that in that respect, I, I, at least in that way. We haven't mm-hmm. seen that uh, – in, in a while from Josh, um, but yeah, in the in the second round, was it uh, Josh was working on a single leg? Didn't really have. I mean, it looked like he was getting there, but really got into a bad position with uh, Ben kind of reaching around and getting. It almost looked like a, a guillotine, but 
leaning over. It was like a, a tight one up towards the chest, mm-hmm. not one you know where you've got the the arms sunk in deeply over the neck, and uh, fell over onto onto Barnett, and he was just in a bad way. Um, yep. Have you seen that? And now he refused you know, to call I, it a guillotine. I, I know that there is a different. There's a different grabs of uh, how you grab your your mm-hmm. um, hand grips. Mm-hmm. So there's a different. There's a different um, technique that you do under there. I'm not too familiar with that choke mm. itself, but um, I know that there's a different, a different. They kept saying like a ten on ten or a ten ten finger choke. Is it like this where you weave the fingers or like this? I'm not too sure on that. Yeah, it was. Um, it looked like they just had a weird, weird grip, but yeah. you know, I know that they were talking about the, just how how di- different the grip was in, in comparison to mm-hmm. to a, a regular uh, guillotine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Joe Boza and Johnny Bacon going back and forth, still on our boy Sage. Um, well, let's talk. What do you what do you think about uh, Ben Rothwell? I, what I, happens next? Oh man, that's kind of tough, especially with the whole injury thing that happened. We can talk about that right now too, where the whole Cain Velasquez for Bruce Verdum. Mm-hmm. Have they said anything about when that fight will happen? Nothing. Because initially, heard. I know, I know, we haven't been here in a few weeks, but a lot's happened since then. It's first Cain drops out of the fight, and then Fabricio drops out because he said, "Well, I, I can fight Cain again, mm-hmm. you know, not hundred percent, but I won't fight Stipe." Mm-hmm. If I'm not 100, percent so I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but now that throws like, when is that fight going to happen? When is Stipe? Is he going to fight again? Is he going to wait? Overeem, of course, is in the picture. Now mm-hmm. we have Ben Rothwell in the picture. And any guy who has on his resume victories, submission victory, by the way, over Josh Barnett and KO victory over Overeem, uh, it's no, kind of yeah, it's kind of hard to ignore. Yeah. You don't not have that conversation. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, yeah and. He's- and, and if anybody knows me, real quick. If anybody knows me, I I, I love like legitimate like respect. Um, so hearing Ben Rothwell like give mad props to Josh Barnett, like he was like humbled by the fact that he submitted <laughs> Josh Barnett, and and, and I, I love that kind of show of respect by by anybody in the cage. Yeah, I was actually watching the the um, press conference after the show, mm-hmm. and um, you know he was he was actually making his case of how he deserves that. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. next that next. Um, it makes – yeah, it, it – in putting over your opponent, you put yourself over and you validate, you legitimize your own case. Um, yeah, when you beat Josh Barnett, then yeah, you, you deserve to be in that conversation. Uh-huh. Absolutely. At this point, I think it's just a matter of scheduling and who can – I mean maybe that's one that you do for June. Maybe you fit that one in, huh? I mean it, it goes to show too that – and we kind of predicted it maybe like a few months ago where – I think one of us might, maybe me or maybe you, obviously, um, that more than likely it's kind of hard to believe that Kane or mostly Kane will show up healthy or will, will not drop out yeah. of the fight next week. And now it's like, how do you schedule that again and not have that in the back of your mind as well? I personally, um, because of these injuries, I've I've become less of a Kane fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think his reliability. In terms of injuries and health, has has dropped quite a bit. Because something that adds on to someone's legacy is, you know, how they how they train. Because obviously, yeah. these aren't well. How they train and how long can they last? For the most part, too. I'm, I'm assuming that these aren't injuries that happen. You know, as this he's was walking his, down the street. Yeah, you, know, you got to know back. how to train too. It, it sounded like it was a pretty severe back yeah. injury, so I think that he's oh, going to be to the point that he's getting surgery on it. So yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So he's going to be on the shelf for a while. So you move on mm-hmm. again. You don't bottleneck the title with what's right in an ideal world because we're not living in an ideal world here. Um, Verdum has his dings, has his injuries. It didn't sound like he was going to withdraw from the fight itself. 
had Kane stayed in there. He Do you agree been... with what he did as far as withdrawing himself from the fight after they announced against him against Stipe? I have mixed emotions about it, mixed thoughts. You know, on one hand, you're the champion. You defend the belt. You go in there. Nobody is 100%. Uh-huh. On the other hand, a change of opponent like that, when you have a title belt, the championship match, it is a bit different than... Yeah, because, I mean, you're preparing for a certain person, mm-hmm. you know, going into especially a title fight. Yeah. You know, and, and, some, and have somebody change up, you know, you have to completely... So it's different. Like I was listening to to Big John's podcast uh, earlier today and he was discussing that and really defending Mm -hmm. Verdum's decision to pull out because Uh of an opponent change. Now, from your perspective as a fighter, how much – talk about the difference between a quick opponent change, a last-minute change in a title match versus a non-title match. Well, I mean title, I mean you you have the belt. Right. You know, you're you're actually preparing for for somebody for um you know whatever eight weeks mm-hmm. that you're you know you're preparing for the fight, and um you know there's certain things that that they do constantly, and you know it's very hard to to kind of go back to the to to the board mm-hmm. when a new fighter is announced, mm-hmm. you know and you know and it's it's just very hard to kind of get it into your brain that. But shouldn't you be preparing for anything and everything? Yeah, you're preparing to be the best person that you can in the cage in the title fight and Matt Hume's old adage the more that you train your own game plan mm-hmm. the less you have to worry about the other Definitely. persons you know that's w- one of the things that my coach actually installed in me mm-hmm. um just working off the tournament or anything like that mm-hmm. um when I was going into to different cities and mm-hmm. you know I didn't know who I was going to face right. whoever stood you know across from me that's who I was facing mm-hmm. so he kind of always told me you know just prepare for for everything but when it gets to the bigger leagues, it's it's a yeah. little bit different. So altitude is higher, higher <laughs> altitude is uh, or the air is thinner. Yeah, higher up on Mount yeah. Everest. So I mean, John yeah. Jones had happened the same thing happened at UFC 151. Mm-hmm. He was scheduled to fight Dan Henderson. And thing. Henderson dropped out, and they wanted to put in Chael Sonnen. Yeah, and Johnson said nope to the point where they had to pretty much cancel the entire. And what was the result the of card. that? Like the fan audience. I mean, they, the fans. Kind of shit on him, I, I and think he turned into a bad guy. Unfairly too, because I mean they're not shitting on, on Jones the same way that I'm sorry they're not crapping on, on Verdun the same way they crapped on Jones. Right. There's always going to be people that a uh, vocal audience and mm-hmm. say, "Ah, oh, you're a champion. You got to defend the title." But Jones ended up fighting like the next card against uh, Vitor Belfort. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe we see Verdun uh, defend sooner than later. Maybe that's where you enter that, you know, the, the, the UFC 199, obviously it being in June. Um, I mean, did, did they say what, what his injury was, Verdun? No, not that I've not heard of. Anything. No. So with that said, with the whole Rothmo thing, who do you think makes the most sense? Do you have a number one contendership with, or maybe even a triple threat with Stipe, Overeem, <laughs> and, and Rothmo? Um, this fool trying but, to start new regulations. <laughs> we so, have, I've seen videos of tag team MMA, by the way. Or like a five on five. I've seen. Well, that thing, that thing is so damn stupid. <laughs> that Russian five on five. Jesus, Christ, get out of here with that. Um, Joe Boza says, I think Big Ben should get somebody in the top five next. Maybe Kane because I'm pushing for Stipe versus Fabricio to actually happen. Unless he's already unless beaten. Fabricio isn't still isn't pulling the scary card. Hmm. Well, he, he beat he... Josh Barnett and Overeem. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if they if they have to have him fight one more time, um, it'd be the odd man out. So if let's say if they give it to Stipe, should be Overeem Rothwell again, or if they give it to Overeem, should be Stipe versus Rothwell. What? 
I didn't even follow that. Give I'm saying what? like give the title match. Whoever, because obviously the three the three guys that I think at any at any point would perfectly fit in a title match is Rothwell, mm-hmm. Stipe, and Overeem. Agreed. So whoever gets a title shot, that's the other two should fight. The other two should fight. Yeah. So if Stipe gets oh, a title shot, it okay. should be Overeem against Rothwell. Or sure, I buy that because I'm sure Overeem will love that fight as well. I mean, obviously he. Any, I'm sure any any fighter who loses would want to get their win back at some point. Look at these guys. Look, he, he finished it. Internet, stop moving me around here. Um, TKO on Brandon Vera. TKO on Alistair Overeem. Submission in the first on Matt Mitrion. Submission in the second on Barnett. That's uh, that's number one contender talk right mm-hmm. there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's what I got. I don't know. The next fight we kind of briefly talked about a little bit. Of course, Jimmy uh, – what was his name? Jimmy, Jimmy Rivera. Rivera. I was going like, to say Sanchez for some reason. <laughs> Jimmy Rivera versus Yuri Alcantara. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, hometown kid. I mean I, I love that whole crowd just pretty much Jimmy, jeering on uh, Jimmy Rivera. Yeah. Um, pretty impressive too. I mean I've heard a lot of talk about Yuri Alcantara who's ranked as opposed to Jimmy Rivera who's not. He's a veteran guy, Yuri Alcantara. He's been around for forever. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Rivera. Ooh, daddy, look at that. Come on. He's Stupid pop-up ads on the internet. Give me a break. <laughs> Sorry for everybody in iTunes. Um, defeated, uh, you know, he's a Number 14 ranked in the Bantamweight division. Yeah, so it you know, looks like he um, is on a – what is 19 minus 2, 17. That would be a 17-fight win streak, undefeated in the UFC. Is that Jimmy Rivera? This is Jimmy Rivera. It's 18. Yep. Is it 18, 18 fight? fight. No, now, no. now it's 18. Uh, no, he's 19 and 1, right? Or he previously was 19 and well, 1. Well, he was 1 and 0 and then he lost and now – Right. So, 19. so that's two. So you take two away. So 18. From Trust me, Jay. Two away from 19 is 17. Trust me, Jay. Two away. If he has 19 wins, right? Minus two. No, no, no. He has 19 wins, right? right? Oh, he's 19 wins. Yeah. I'm and talking about a win streak, one. though. Yeah. So he won his first one. Oh, 20. Min- okay. It's 18. All right. What do I know? <laughs> um, I think it's time to rank this guy. I think I think this guy, obviously, um, he properly he defeated the number 14 guy. Put him up there. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe against Brian Ortega, T City. I think that w- I would love to see that fight. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah, he looked good. He was pressuring Alcantara a lot. Um, kept the center of the cage. I mean, I didn't see no round really stuck out to me too much. Uh, well, I'm wrong. Like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brian Ortega's a featherweight. I'm sorry. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a little bulldog out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Stocky. But moved fast and kept the aggression. I gave him uh, – he won by um, uh, 29-28 across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave him all three rounds. I'm not quite sure which I one he gave, uh, uh, gave to Alcantara. I agree. Um, but it looked like Alcantara was playing the counter, counter-striking game mm-hmm. and uh, Jimmy was just not having it. Kept pressuring him. Um, got dropped twice. Yuri landed uh, – uh, uh, dropped him twice, I think with a right each time. But straight. Yeah, he yeah. He, he kind of like ran into him. Right, yeah, yeah. But didn't uh, – I mean Jimmy was up right away. So he – you know, very good performance there. And, uh, you know, it was a good uh, a, a good Fox main card. Um, I had a tougher time getting through the prelims, honestly. 
but uh, but the main card I thought delivered with an array of uh, array of different finishes. Well, the fight that opened up the main card was mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that's a fight to talk about. Uh-huh. Super Sage Northcut. Yep, Which the, the, everybody's talking about. Everybody's talking about. I mean, let's be real. He, they're talking about because he's pretty. He let's be like real. Him. Let's be real. He looks like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. Yeah. Like yep. there's no like I'm not even sugarcoating. He talks it. He, like one too. He literally looks like one um, against uh, Brian Barbarina. Mm-hmm. A last minute, maybe last minute eight days, eight, eight day days. replacement. Yes. Yeah. He was now, supposed to uh, face Andrew Holbrook. Right. Now, got, was that when it – that was at 55, I believe, right? Yeah. It was scheduled at 55 yes, and he yes. went up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a couple of different factors going into this match You know that Sage uh, fought upward. He still looked you know, lean and healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean he's only going to be healthier I, I would think because of being able to go up in weight and not having to cut so much. Um, still looked ripped as all hell and, um, and won the uh, – I, I thought won the first round. Um, he dropped. Uh, let's see. Um, I think he dropped him at least once. Uh, several takedowns on on Brian, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, you know was the 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 fatal flaw in the second. You know he overreached on that uh, that far right, like early on in the match. I think he threw an overhand right, kind of fell. Tried to make good on it by by following he did up a with car the wheel. Car yeah, wheel yeah. Kick. Cartwheel car kick. Wheel kick. Landed it, but then he just kind of. It was probably the end of the first too, so I mean yeah. you can obviously take a little bit more risks as that round is coming down. But no, it was in the second. Oh, the cart real quick? Yeah, that I was thought that was the end of the first. That was the second. All right. It was it was overreaching on know? the overhand right, fell, but then came up with the cartwheel kick. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a Pee Wee Herman. I meant to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, Barbarina oh, gets uh, gets top control there, and and strangely, you know, now this is one for you to speak on. He's in he's in half guard. Gets a head arm choke. I've heard. You I, can't finish it from there. Oh, really? Go tell that to Brian Barberina, huh? What? I mean. What happened there? He just got across. He he didn't even clear half guard. He was in, mm-hmm. in half guard. Um, I you know when I went and back um to look at it, mm-hmm. Sage didn't even try to 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 kind of move around or, yeah. or even go to to his side to mm-hmm. even um. Do anything about it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I didn't see. I don't know how it didn't look tight under his under his neck, right? It did not. Yeah, I, I wonder if it was just um, kind of uh, I was gonna say feel like a a momentary um, you know freak out moment, kind yeah. of. That, that from that, Sage, yeah, from Sage, yeah. yeah. The, I'm wondering what it was that uh, why he uh, why he tapped so fast. Because um, it didn't, it looked like something that he should have been able to. I mean, fight. even even at that, even at that position, Sage was, you know, underneath him. Mm-hmm. He he had his leg trapped, mm-hmm. you know, a half guard. He could have pulled him down, kind of, mm-hmm. to give him some airspace, right? Yeah, you know, but he didn't seem to do that or yeah. know how to do that. Second time that we've seen Sage kind of befuddled underneath. I don't know that it's a. Well, on one hand, it is a, a fair assessment, a fair criticism, um, but I don't think, on the other hand, that it's fair to say, "Well, this kid, he's all hype. He's no substance. He's nineteen years old." There's that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it was obviously it's working off of his back is a hole in the game, mm-hmm. but nineteen years old, he's he got still a lot of pretty other impressive. Stuff. I mean, even Sage yeah. Northcutt tweeted, uh, I want to say today, because it says February first. So I guess maybe he tweeted and it's on the East Coast. But he said, thank you all for the support this weekend and everybody that tuned in and watched. I'll be back better than ever. 
But uh, there better was some, than never. Better than ever. <laughs> there were some other tweets from, let's say, somebody like Tony Ferguson, who is you know mm-hmm. in, in his in his division, and I won't I won't curse, but he says, "Woo, tap like a little bleep and try to tell the ref different." Yeah. Uh, James Vick, another lightweight, says, "Oh my God!" or "OMG, what a blank dude gave up, no heart." There's a lot of hate. Mike Brown said, wow, we got a new president of the Quick Tap Club. <laughs> do you agree with kind of this hate? And again, maybe it had to do with what we were talking about earlier mm. as far as maybe Sage getting paid a lot more than these guys. Do you think that's where maybe the hate it come from? comes from? I mean, a lot of it, mm. it, had, it has to come from there because, you know, mm-hmm. UFC fighters are not making that much money. Right. You know, and for him to go into the UFC making already that, that amount, mm-hmm. that's going to trigger yeah, he, something. To be fair, he had a, a great track record going into the UFC. He was undefeated. Um, the, I, I do agree that I think a lot of this hate and criticism comes from the fact that Sage got a big paycheck. Because those are all fighters that are yeah. active fighters uh-huh. or Mike Brown's retired but coaching. Um, you know, but And was a WEC champion. WEC fighters came in a bit too early you know, before this sport has peaked. And so uh-huh. I can understand – a bit of sour grapes among a lot of them, uh, maybe not Cerrone's or Uriah Faber's, but you know, Mike Brown kind of uh, you know came and went um, in, in terms of his national prominence. Um, so I, I do think it's a bit of haterade on behalf of fighters. Then again, there's a guy like Tony Ferguson who doesn't have any reason to. That guy is uh-huh. you know he's on the rise. He is going to be a name that we talk about all throughout this year. I think. Um, and and he's shitting on Sage. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't agree with, with it and especially from anybody, you know, the um, keyboard warriors especially. It's just easy to hate the kid. Uh-huh. Granted, really he does wrong. look like a damn Ken doll and that annoys the shit out of me. especially because he doesn't come out with a bad attitude, you know, always right. very gracious, always very grateful. Yeah. Um, again, he looks like, like a freaking Ken doll. Yeah. Um, Ken doll wants to say, dude, I want to look like Sage. <laughs> That's how good he looks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Do you think he'll be back? I mean, I always say all the time, well, a, a, loss, I mean, a loss will be the greatest thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 19 years old. There's so much room to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, he has so much potential. He's so athletic. Yeah, especially guys. with a guy with such a huge martial arts background, going back to, I think he was like four years old when he mm-hmm. entered his first mm-hmm. karate tournament. I mean, a loss, while it's not new, on this stage, it definitely is. And... That fuel is just going to fire everything up. So, I mean, I, I hope that this guy ends up, and everybody too, but obviously the Sage Northcutt, who looks like a million bucks, the guy is going to be the poster child if he keeps winning, you know, so. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, there is so much still to do with him. Um, he's, for the most part, as, as I understood it, and, you know, working with his, his sister, I kind of, uh, I wouldn't say I got to know the family too much, but I, I've worked with them, uh-huh. you know, over, over a couple of, uh, well, several years ago. But anyway, um, that's a family that was dominating the sport karate scene throughout Texas. They were having a really tough time getting matches. Sage is a few years younger than Colby, um, and they were having tough times getting MMA matches for Colby. That's why she ended up fighting for us. And Sage at the time was too young to fight amateur in California. Mm-hmm. And by the time he was of age, legacy fighting in Texas was able to book him. And so they did. And you know, the point to that being that he's – um, his world, for the most part, with MMA has been in Texas, uh, training with his family, training with local uh, local teams there. Um, I think, though, that there is, as, as you said, L, <coughs> excuse me, there's a whole world more for him to grow into in terms of fight skills. If he stays uh, with Farah Sahabi and Five Star, 
that's going to be huge for him. The question mark, the X factor that we don't know because we're not directly in Sage's life and, and seeing his training is what else is going on in, in his personal life. How well is he able to stick with whatever the regimen is at, at five star and, and you know stay dedicated to his training? And I know his dad wants him to to stick with it. I think he wants to stick with it. You know, they're having the time of their lives right now. I mean, well, just just by looking at Sage. Mm-hmm. You know that there's dedication, mm-hmm. and then there's um, there's a subtle, not subtle, but there's um, discipline that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He keeps that. He's gonna be he's gonna be great. Yeah, I think um, it. And you can tell by his body. Yeah. Because it's so. Because that takes work, cut. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and just being being that disciplined to be able to do that to your body, mm-hmm. it shows a lot. Yeah. Um, the question becomes: How does he react to this? Uh, to this step back, is 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 he and the, his team humble enough that they can take a step back? Oh, all right, got to retinker the game and and figure out what went wrong, fill in the holes. Quite frankly, that's a very common mentality that just about any fighter has. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that it's going to be pretty easy to for him to you know kind of for that to be the the reaction. You know, that's the next step when you naturally when you lose a match, you uh, you you fix you fix the holes in the game and then you move forward. He's definitely young enough to not even think about like too young. I mean, if that would have happened to like a thirty-eight or forty-year-old, obviously no, Dana White would be having to talk. But that guy's like yeah. not even half of a forty-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was he even born when Randy Couture started fighting. Nineteen and let's see, Couture, ninety-seven. I just on the cost, or like Robbie Lawler too. Probably, probably he was like three or four when Robbie Lawler first started fighting. Maybe I think Robbie was fought earlier than '97. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, good, good. Uh, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the the, the main card, the UFC mm-hmm. on Fox. What did you guys think of the prelims? I know you mentioned earlier, just kind of. Yeah, there were some matches. Whatever. What do we, uh, what do we got? I here? mean, Tarek Safadine and Jake Ellenberger. The, the, I mean. To me, that that's the main event fight. That's another fight I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Tarek Safadine, I mean, that guy, I still remember him from uh, the last Strike Force card just completely demolishing Nate Marquardt's leg. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, I couldn't, yeah. I had to turn away every time because it was just so <laughs> hard to watch Marquardt. And, of course, Jake Ellenberger, just a few years ago, he was knocking on uh, the GSP's door. Yep. I think he had a victory over Jake Shields right, right around that time. Obviously, you know, Jake Shields had a, a couple of things going on in his personal life. But, uh, yeah, Ellenberger was was a prospect and uh, kind of hasn't been showing that in the last few years. What did you guys think of that uh, main event fight of the prelims? It was fine. It was a match. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Looking um, – I don't think I actually scored it. it. This was one of the matches where um, I felt like it was – all the other rounds were pretty close. Mm-hmm. For no action, I hate to say. I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a barn burner by any means. So it, it was uh, Tarek wins by you know twenty nine twenty eight across the board. Um, looks like I gave Jake ten nine uh, on the first round, but again, I have a note here saying close for no action. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure what happens with Jake now. Where is he? Uh, He's lost five into yeah. the last six. Yep. He's been on a on a losing streak. Well, not losing streak, but two fight tough. losing streak. Yeah, the win over Josh Koscheck in uh, early last year, just about uh, about one month ago. Or, sorry, one year ago. 
on oh, and the L.A. card, uh, Rousey and Zingano. And then before that, it was 2013. I mean, and he's, yep. and he's lost against, like, some of the top guys, Robbie Lawler, Rory McDonald, mm-hmm. Stephen Thompson, who's main event next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, Ellen Merker is, not, you, is not somebody in, maybe should be even mentioned in the top ten. No. Was he uh, listed? He was officially... I didn't uh, have him listed on... Unranked. The, yeah, yeah. Tarek Safadine is, uh, was number 11 yeah. going into this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was training at uh, Rain for a while with Mark Munoz. That's closed down. I think he was working... Uh, he was up at Glendale Fight Club for a while shortly after that. Who knows what's happening over there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jake is a bit of, uh, kind of at the crossroads uh, of his career. Remains to be seen. Anything else from the prelims that stood out for you guys? Um, I really enjoy that Kevin Casey, um, fight. Um, I don't know. I just being, you know, just seeing him, it was just getting, getting kind of. Cause he's a local guy. Yeah. 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 Very local. Trains at uh, Black, Black House. House. Yeah. With have you, have uh, you tra- James. Have you worked out with him? No, no, no. I've never, but mm-hmm. I've seen him fight for RFA. Mm-hmm. Um, knocked out somebody in the first, I believe. Right. Um, so, you know, going in here, I was kind of like, you know, being a local and you see locals fighting on TV, you kind of root for them. the hometown guy, yeah. But, um, you know, he just kind of got... What, what happened there? And, um, let's well, see. in the he first, was... in the first, mm-hmm. at the, at the, at that, right at, right at the, at the ring bell, mm-hmm. he got, he got, um, he got punched and he got kind of like knocked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was and the came end. came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But... Didn't really show anything after that. Um, I gave Natal both those, uh, the first and the second. Um, Kevin was looking pretty decently good. He, um, in the first round, defended the uh, uh, front face. Uh, Sapo shot really from far. Uh, Natal, excuse me. Sapo is his nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot, uh, shot for a takedown pretty far from afar early in the first, and Kevin was defending it against the cage. Um Seemed like he was uh, Kevin was controlling a lot of the the middle of the cage. Mm-hmm. Looked all right, but um, in the third round it was just a completely different yeah. thing. Like he, it looked like he gassed out a lot. Yeah, definitely didn't have anything there, and, and Sabo kind of took over. Uh, let's see, got the takedown, ground and pound into full mount right to the end. Um, that the right hand was working for him a lot. Right hand and uh, and shooting those takedowns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was fine. Yeah. I got to say, the one that I'm looking for, as I look in the upcoming uh, matches and, and, and cards, the one that sticks out to me in terms of undercard is Cerrone and Means. That one is is really stacked in terms of guys. Let me uh, come up here off the – let's see if I can oh, – some, some of the undercard you said? Yeah, yeah, in terms of the undercard. Oh, um, got Derek Brunson versus uh, Hornon Carnero, John Lineker versus Cordy Garbrandt. Is he still training at Alpha Mill? Cody? Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I, I don't know. I believe he is. Dennis Bermudez, who, who come, coming off a tear, but I know he had a a, mm-hmm. a loss not too long ago against uh, Tatsuya Kawajiri. Yep. Brandon Thatch versus CR uh, Bahadizara, I believe. That should be a fun fight to watch. Right? Yeah. yeah I agree. Another fight uh, that I think just got announced or unofficially announced was probably uh, Rashad Evans versus Shogun. I did I hear know, a rumor of that. I know that fight was supposed to happen like five years ago <laughs> when Shogun was champion and then uh, right. Rashad got hurt and then entered John Jones and to the mm-hmm. mix and changed the whole light heavyweight division. So we're getting back on track with history. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I kind of thought of that in the top of my head. Suck it, Hawani. 
Don't tell him I said that. Um, I, I know. I know. I'm still looking forward to the next month, and I'm just just because we have to talk about him, Conor McGregor. Um, I know that's a big one that's coming up. I know that was originally supposed to be 197, but now obviously with the cancellation of next week's pay per view, now that's 196. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, I'm kind of looking forward to that now. Uh, Tate versus Home. Oh, I've just been looking forward to that. One. Of that Hell one. yeah! That's and, gonna, and the, that's going to be a good card. And let me ask uh-huh. you this. Let me ask you this. Speaking of that card, is do you stack that undercard because you don't need to? You're right. You don't need to. Um, I think you. Do you give like a lot of maybe no name guys the exposure because you know people are going to watch? Right. That's a that's a good question. I I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I mean, you don't. Uh, uh, I, I guess it also depends on who's available. You make that a you, you can make that a super card kind of to to make good on the fact that your Super Bowl card your Super Saturday uh-huh. is now a fight night uh-huh. you know taking nothing away from those guys Super Saturday traditionally has yeah. the Saturday before the Super Bowl has We've been seen a, a lot of yeah big chunky mega major fight card and now it's not going to be that's essentially Brock Lesnar debuted on that fight card mm-hmm. uh, we I think we had a GSP versus BJ Penn. Uh, for the welterweight belt. Let's see if there's anything um, else. Is there anything but, else listed on that? Uh... But no disrespect to like anybody who I'm about to mention, but like I think the next the next fight down, other than the championship fight, is like Corey Anderson versus Tom Lawler, Eric Silva versus Nordine Taleb, uh, mm-hmm. Diego Sanchez versus Jim Miller. I mean, again, not maybe main event worthy matches or fights, but do you really need to have those? You know, in, in this case, if you're a promoter, do you just save those maybe high profile matches or fights? For like another pay per view or another another Fox or FS1 card. Mm, well, I don't think that they necessarily. I think they're these guys are n- name recognizable enough to be on this one. Mm-hmm. They probably benefit from this one more than they necessarily help moving them elsewhere. Like, why would you not? Why would you not uh, not keep these if yeah. they're already listed on the card? The only one that's going to change here is uh, Ferguson versus Johnson, which mm-hmm. is still listed there, and Ferguson's off the card altogether. Well, they, they announced uh, Ferguson for April sixteenth against, uh, and this is a fight that I won't see until I believe it. Until the night, day of is Ferguson versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Right, right. And again, I, I'm one of those guys where like I'm not giving up on Khabib. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you can't talk all that smack and not have a fight in like two to three <laughs> years, you know. So that's the fight I really want to see. And again, I, I think I was pushing more for it, Ferguson Alvarez, but obviously that's not fight. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, so if Khabib shows up healthy, this should be a number one contenders fight. And I know he hasn't fought in a while, but the point where Ferguson is, I think, ready. I, that guy has probably will be. Yeah, uh, and we'll see what happens with uh, uh, with Eddie Alvarez. Out of that, uh, yeah, uh, out of that match. Well, before we wrap up the show today. I know uh, next week, of course, was supposed to be 196, mm-hmm. but now it's turned into the fight night. So, cr- predictions. After Buzz predictions. After Buzz TV predictions. Oh, no lights. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, th- to me, three three of the main cards, actually four. Joseph Benavides versus uh, Zach Makovsky. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Joey B is like the man when it comes to not facing DJ. You <laughs> yeah. know? The guy just doesn't lose. What, do you guys uh, agree? Do you think Benavides is going to take that fight? I do. Yeah. Zach Makovsky is uh, – I'm glad to see him in the UFC now, but mm-hmm. I think that um, he may have peaked uh, peaked in his career prior to getting to the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, Ovin St. Preux versus Rafael Cavalcante I think will be a bit more of a sleeper match. Not in a bad way. I, I mean agree. in that it's – it's going to provide more fireworks than people expect it to. Uh-huh. You know, it's going to be under the radar, and people are going to see it and say, "Holy shit, that was a how about that match, huh?" Uh-huh. 
Roy Nelson fading, facing uh, Jared Roshaw. And Jared Roshaw's kind of coming off a little streak, too. He's only lost once, like, in the last few years. And uh, he just came off a victory of Stefan Struve. I um, hope Roy keeps it standing. That's all I'm going to say. I hope so, too. <laughs> but, of course, the main event of the night. Not originally the main event, but now the main event. And I'm kind of curious. Do you know if this is a five-round fight? Mm, good question. I don't they know anything of it, right? I think it's still three. Well, real quick, before the uh, main event, I know a lot of talk on the prelims card. Michael Jackson against Mickey Gall. Now, yeah, Joe Bozo was just mentioning that in the chat room there. This is the fight where if Mickey Gall wins, then... He's going to face CM Punk. I guess maybe not UFC 200, but UFC 199. I think maybe they unofficially announced his uh, really? debut. Really? That's what they're targeting? Yeah. 99? Because they're saying like if UFC 200 is going to sell no matter what, yeah. so might as well Strong try to get that. Yeah. yeah. Now that's weird. That throws a throws a wrench into my idea for, for doing it overseas. You can't do a CM Punk debut in Lithuania or Poland or Melbourne. Mm-hmm. God bless you to all those cities, but uh, you guys don't get CM Punk like North America gets CM Punk. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, Justin Lawrence. Yeah, but the main event of the night, uh, maybe a number one contenders fight: Johnny Hendricks versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I guess. I, I, and going back to my previous role, big rig Johnny Hendricks versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, who do you guys? Let have? me think about <laughs> this one. Mm, <laughs> who do you guys have? <laughs> gonna delay and pull it out. Um, Striker versus Grappler. You know who I'm going to pick. Who are you going to pick? I'm going to pick Stephen Thompson. Okay, there you go. That's my boy. That's that's who you want to win. That's what I want to win. That's who I right. think will win. Um, do I don't know yet. Don't know yet. <laughs> well, you can always make your predictions on Twitter and on Instagram. I will. So we're- I will, and you'll see that. And you'll see that on Instagram. Uh, Lisa Laura, you can find me there, and I'll make my prediction there. I'm J10716, as usual, all over your internet. And that's all I got for you. I retweeted the link of the show, so now I'm at 997 tweets. So got two what more is to go. Be that 1,000th <laughs> tweet when you can follow me on G Hermosa, G H E R M O Z A, on the Twitter. But for now, we are wrapping up the UFC on Fox 18. We had so much fun. I had a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with you guys. I, I did too. That. I want you to know that. We just chop it up, man. We just it's, chop it it's up. It's fun to, to talk shop here. And we will be back very, very, soon. very soon. And I can't wait. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.